an exotic or unusual pet is probably any um, any small pet or a medium-sized pet that you get through the door of a veterinary clinic other than a dog or a cat. So that could be anything from a, a lizard to a snake to a turtle to um, a rabbit, a guinea pig, um, a spider, a cockroach. A cockroach? Cockroach, yeah. You get giant cockroaches and uh, they can be as big as the palm of your hand and they're, they're quite cute animals. What are some of the most difficult animals to treat and, and why? Uh, guinea pigs with uh, thyroid tumours and exploding snakes and uh, um, how to dissect a rat and a mouse. Yeah, not, not both at the same time, one after the other. So. I'm almost scared to ask uh, what an exploding snake is. Oh, exploding snake. Well, I'm keen to hear that too. I, I think it's all about uh, green pythons in particular, which uh, are a tropical snake from uh, up, up near the Gulf, and uh, they have pretty strict uh, requirements with humidity, and if the keepers get it wrong and create too humid an environment, when they go to the toilet, sometimes a little bit more than normal can pop out, so the vet has to be able to pop it back in. <laughs> sometimes the snake can't do it itself. Yours is such a glamorous job. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, I, well, I always say that, uh, you know, when a doctor makes a house call, they go in the front door and the vet always goes in the back doors. Um, I think sometimes one of the most difficult treat, uh, animals to treat is, is a tortoise that um, doesn't want to poke its head out. You need to examine its head or you need to examine its leg and it doesn't want to uh, poke its leg out. And turtles and tortoises are very good at um, doing that, so you have to have some tricks of the trade to to get them to do that. So it's not just like a puppy dog or a pussy cat and they're very easy to palpate. Um, it's very, very difficult to, to feel a, a turtle or a tortoise's tummy because they've got this shell right around them. So what do you do there? What do um, you do there? Well, I, you know, sometimes you just have to, um, uh, I guess, take uh, radiographs, x-rays, and, uh, you know, you might be able to, to feel, say, if you, if you feel the turtle's got eggs inside her, she's about to to lay eggs, you might be able to just feel in front of her back leg, but more often than not, um, you can put them in a, a bucket of water with their rear end sort of in the water, and as they relax, the eggs sort of just um, pop down in their tummy a bit, and you can feel them just very, very gently in front of their leg by by just blotting them there, but a lot of the time you have to take radiographs or do ultrasound, so... Um, yeah, it, it's a different approach for different pets. The bird-eating snake, I thought, was quite fascinating. Tell us bird about that spider. one. Bird-eating bird spider. Bird-eating spider. Yes. Um, occasionally we're asked to look at spiders, and uh, the common uh, arachnid or spider pet is a bird-eating spider. And one of the things that they do when they shed their skin is they turn upside down. So um, they look as though they're dead, much like a, you know, a cockroach does when you, when you spray it with some mortine. But... Um, the thing is that uh, they're not dead, they're just shedding their skin and after a while they shake themselves and get up and there's the, the, the cast of their old skin on, on the floor and then, the, and then the, the spider just trots off. So this could look as, uh, you know, this could panic um, the new chum to, to arachnid medicine but we experienced people know that uh, yeah, it's just a, a natural bit of their biology unusual creatures does it happen very often that someone brings one in and you just think you know i have no idea what do you do then ah well see you've got to be very clever if um if you see see on your on on your file uh, you know, if, if 
issues in the waiting room, you get your nurse to ask that question. So that when you come in, you can say, oh, that's a blah, 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 you know, I, I, I know what that is. So <laughs> there are ways of things around that. So you always sound as though you knew, know what you're doing. But, yeah, there, there's sometimes you see weird and wonderful species of, of reptiles and um you know, the amount of reptiles that we have in Australia is just phenomenal and they are beautiful creatures and you, you, can, you can have something as tiny as a, a little gecko with beautiful big bulgy eyes up to a great big goanna and, and they're all beautiful. And what do, what do you do if somebody brings in a, a, an exotic pet that they've, um, on sort of good faith, thought that it was okay for them to have but it wasn't? Well, I, I think it's um, first, firstly uh, make sure that the animal is well and I guess try to try to find the source of, of, of that animal and um, if it's just been taken from the wild, encourage the person to return it to the wild. Um, but if they've, they've got it from someone else and it's been in captivity for a while, it's probably not a good idea to return it to the wild because it, it could have some diseases or something like that. And uh, people follow the rules. It's, it's quite easy to have a reptile as a pet. And do people need a lot of education about how to look after them properly at home as well? Do they come to you for that sort of advice? Yeah, they certainly do. So unlike um, dogs and cats, a, a lot of the work that we do is um, educating people on, on keeping conditions. So, so vets who do see these sort of animals need to be um, pretty well up to date and up to speed in, in the keeping requirements of all these different pets. So um, a lot of the conditions that they get are just due to bad keeping. So the vet is there as a real educator. It's just fantastic. It was a lovely insight, Dr Johnson. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. It's been a pleasure.